For this week's episode, I wanted to do something special. And I know I say that bullshit every goddamn week, but it's okay. This week, I had the copywriter from V3, Vayner3, on. His name is Alan Carroll. Alan Carroll, in my opinion, is the best shit posting prospect of 2022. So, who would have thought that one of the best ways to market your business in 2022 is to shit post? What is shit posting? Saying stupid shit online. Excuse my French. I don't like cursing this much, to be honest with you, but this is literally what it's called shit posting. And why is it so big in web? Well, it's big in web three. It came from memeing. Memeing. That's what shit posting came from. It's it's a term used to describe acting, I guess, acting foolish on social media through memes. That's where it started. And Alan Carroll is one of the best memers to me on Twitter. And in this show, in this episode, he is stating clearly, yo, I want to be the best memer on in Web3. And first of all, I love when people talk heavy like that. I think that's very important that people think like that about their craft and what they do. Um, I really support everybody that, I guess, um, views their craft that way. But I also wanted to create this episode as a masterclass, as a lesson on shitposting, because if I'm being straight honest with you guys, I feel like everybody needs to know how to shitpost at some point. Like you need to, your business, every, this is what I said with Alan on the show is if you look at all these corporate Twitter accounts, they're all so like punctual and da, 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 da. Isn't it true though that acting like act being more entertaining on social media gets higher numbers? So if there was a method, right, a medium of communication to your audience that gets you higher numbers, regardless of what it may be, as long as it's within fine lines, obviously we're not crossing any boundaries, why wouldn't you do it? Why does corporate brands, why do corporate brands have to act so rigid? Excuse this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with that. But like, you know, kind of like the robot. That's what I was kind of going for. Why do they have to act so rigid? Uh, why can't they be a little bit more loose with the way they communicate with their audience, you know? Get loose with it. Be funny. Be entertaining. So I really think it's important for brand voices um, to start being more entertaining, more fluid, more loose. I think that's what separates you more. You need to find a way to... There's When the battle for consumer attention, you need to find as many ways to separate yourself as possible. So that's really what I wanted to focus on is... I wanted to create an episode on shitposting with the best shitposting prospect uh, in Web3, in my opinion, of 2022. And once again, Alan Carroll works at Vayner3, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's NFT consulting agency, and he is a copywriter there. So I guess you could say social media, copywriting, um, captioning, memeing, this is all, this is his craft. And yeah, this man is trying to be the best memer in Web3. So for everybody that doesn't know how to shitpost, um, after you watch this episode, you probably still won't know how to shitpost because you need to be funny. You can't just, you know, but you have to watch the episode because I truly think this is something that you need to ingrain yourself in your head. You need to start, you know, I'll tell, I'll tell you guys straight up. I am the worst shitposter on Twitter. Like I, for some reason, I'm, I'm just not funny. But, you know, you got to keep trying. You got to get better. And I think that the important thing is here is to my dialect on social media to be more loose, to be more entertaining. And that's the point I want to get across to all of you. I'm going to stop fucking talking. Let's get into the episode. Uh, that was way too much cursing. Well, 
Welcome back to another week of the Talk Too Much podcast. Honestly, I'm thinking about changing it to Talk Three Much. But this week, I have a very, very special week because uh, this week we're doing a masterclass. This week, I realized in Web3, I think one of the biggest tools, and I can't believe I'm saying this, one of the biggest tools of success is shitposting. Talking, I don't know if whether, what it is. We're going to let Alan define that word in just a second. But shitposting is a genuine way to grow your account. And the more we go into Web3, I think there's different levels of shitposting, like in terms of like the lines you can cross. But I've actually noticed companies uh, talking uh, shitposting as well. I don't know if you saw seen the, the Radio Shack account. Uh, Radio Shack was shitposting for a long time. So Adam, or Alan, Alan, in your definition, what is shitposting and why are you so attracted to it? Well, that's a tough thing to define. You know, shitposting is just kind of taking the fun out of whatever situation is going on. You know, it's like people take the space very seriously and that's fine, right? You know, some people are here for the art, some people are here for the money, but I think a little comedy goes a long way, especially during the bear market. So what what makes me attracted to it? I, I just like memes, man. So it's like any opportunity to make memes, I'm always there. So. And why, why did you start like, why did you start on memes as... I've, everybody knows that memes are obviously a foundation to Web3, but when you say, when I say shitposting, is memes, are memes a big part of that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's different, like, you know, styles of, uh, of comedy that we see executed in Web3, which is cool, right? We have, like, what K-Money does, you know, the short skits and whatnot, which is really impressive. We have, like, pure shitposting, which is hilarious, you know, maybe more corporate style, you know, memes, you know, more strategic um, you know, style there, but, you know, it's really, really interesting to see, you know, what, what gets traction in this space. You know, sometimes the most simple shit posts just is like absolutely hilarious. And what gets traction. Yeah. Yeah. What, what have you found for many of you guys that don't know, Alan has put, you put out quite a bit of viral tweets. My favorite one that you've ever put out is definitely your pin one with, with the guy with the back tattoo. <laughs> yeah. That one just had me rolling, but, uh, I don't know if it was you actually, did you see, did you see the one the other day of, uh, how tra- I was, it was captioned how trading crypto in 22 is like, and it was all those Chinese dudes hitting the brick against their balls. That, yeah, that was a good one. I don't yeah. know who posted that, but shout out <laughs> that, to that. That, have, that was great. What, I guess, what, what type of tweets have you put out that you've noticed that have gone viral? Like what trends? You know, what's crazy is like memeing in the bull versus bear market is completely different because, you know, in the NFT bull market, there is so much going on every day. Like the memes like almost write themselves like and this is the other thing that's really important when the bull market comes back. Wherever the attention is, is where you want to be putting your content and directing your content. If you try and meme outside of whatever that attention is during the day, whether it's goblins or whatever, it's just probably not going to get any traction in the short term at all. So. So how do you, you that's interesting. In the bull market, you said there's a lot going on. So I'm assuming for you, it's easier. It was easier to meme. Way easier. And I think, you know, memeing in the bear market, it's like, what is going on? Like, not many people are minting. Like, there's a couple free mints going on. There's something with the other side going on. But, you know, it's like, you know, you really kind of have to be creative um, more in the bear market because there's just not as much activity at all. Like, the bull market, it's like every single day is like a week's worth of, of content, you know? Have you found, though, that, like, Okay, in the bear market, though, wouldn't you say, though, maybe, would you say that as a creator, you've had the same success in the bull market? Or I feel like a lot of people have opportunities in the bear market, no? 
Yeah, I think the bear market's great, right? It's like if you can show up and, and be here when it's no longer as cool to be in NFTs, right? Like, you know, a few months ago, everybody and their mother wanted to have an NFT project for whatever reason. Most of it was a cash grab. So, yeah, you know, it's like I've definitely seen that the people that are still here definitely need that comedic relief because, you know, it is not the easiest time to be in NFTs right now in, in Web3, but, you know, we're continuing to build. And I think coming out of like IRL events like NFT NYC and, you know, even like the, the recent demo day that V3 did the other day, like, you know, we really see a lot of building and, and positive trajectory in this space. So That's actually funny you mentioned that. Actually, if you should come to our next Twitter spaces. I'm telling I'm making, I want to actually cover V3 cool. and that demo, demo day. I liked uh, Glow Labs. What they're doing cool. is I, I, if you know their loyalty on chain loyalty rewards program, I thought that was really cool. But back to the topic at hand, I feel like with shit posting, like for me, for example, like I would say I like to think I'm funny, but as we said off off camera, you have to let other people think that. So I feel like it's also the medium you connect with other people in. So for me, maybe I'm I'm better at video. For when do you feel like shit posting? I guess tweeting memes, tweeting funny copywriting. I guess we can label it as that. Do you think that's for everybody? Do you think, or do you think everybody has to be funny in their own way? I guess. Um, that's tough. I mean, I definitely think lean into whatever you enjoy doing. Like I truly enjoy making memes. Like it's fun. So it's like, if you're not having fun making memes and, and trying to, you know, come up with this kind of stuff, like maybe just, you know, figure something else out. That works for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the people that are doing it for the most part, like we're really enjoying ourselves and just enjoying being here and being in the process. So if it becomes stressful or you start to not enjoy it, then you just take a little uh, chill pill probably. But we also talked about how you sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes, some days you feel like you're on it. Some days a little bit harder. So I guess how what's your process like when you because i i tried finding memes i was like how the when i first sat down i said to myself how the fuck does this dude alan do this so he has to like look up i looked up meme like meme apps so i looked up reddit and it's it's hard to find memes on reddit people say it's easy i can't it's not i want them all in one place just to scroll how what's your process like like for for memeing so different platforms right reddit i'll go to popular subs so like r slash memes or r slash meme sort by most popular check out what's going on there i'll dude i'll scroll for sometimes a fucking hour on there just all the way down just for like, one meme for no looking for templates like i'll just like screenshot okay. templates and you know just like have them stored um and then even pinterest as well pinterest is really great for content um, Instagram meme pages sometimes have great templates because the the meme is built with with different pieces, right? Like you need the template, you need the copy, you need you need to have the whatever the relatability is, and you just need to get that posted. So you kind of have to get those different pieces at different stages sometimes. Do you feel like every company should start to shit post in a way, or do you think that's like native to Web three? And I'm not saying shit post. Let me let me give you my definition of shit post. You don't have to like be crazy about it, like. Uh, hawks or, or or even use even your level like do you feel like companies should, do you know who function is the solana absolutely absolutely okay so he makes me laugh like crazy i think he's hilarious i also found out he was the one that ran the radio shack uh, social mm -hmm. media account do you like do you feel companies should that shit posting number one is native to web3 and i guess that attracts the web3 user base and do you think companies should start to do consider shit posting on social media you know, I think companies should look at what is the information vehicle that people want to communicate with, right? Like, where is the attention? And right now, memes certainly get a lot of attention, you know? So it's like, if that's what people want, 
and you know you're not delivering that you know i would recommend that you at least try and put some out there and see what happens because the younger generation love memes right so it's like even if you as an older individual who maybe didn't grow up with them you know it's like you don't know, may not understand meme culture you know bring in somebody who who, who does for sure because you know a, a viral meme is you know worth its weight in gold truly if it has your product involved so i honestly that is that's that's actually super true i feel like and I think that's the biggest key to Web3 marketing has been like, I guess, organic posts like that, like organic jokes. And and I guess that's very, like, it's confusing for people not in Web3 because how do people get clients in Web2, you know, paid ads? How do people, like, everything's through money or in a not as authentic way, you know, even like shit posting, you know, I guess my, my main thing is sometimes when I, when I, when I think about doing it, I, I like force myself not to shit post, but to be funnier. You know, I step outside, you get a little bit nervous inside. Do you feel like, I guess, advice for anybody trying to shit post in Web3, do you feel like they should just, when they feel that feeling like, shit, this isn't funny. Like, what do you, what do, you do when you feel that feeling? You know, I think we don't know what's funny. I think the you know, audience tells us what's funny. You might have you might have a hint that this might do well, but you know, some posts that I've almost deleted have absolutely gone viral, and some posts that I've been so confident will bang, you know, just absolutely die. So you know, you just kind of have to keep you know trying to innovate. What I would recommend for people that want to start shit posting is like, what haven't you seen, right? You know, if you've seen the same templates and like similar jokes circulating. You know, what would make your post go viral if we've seen, like, 10 identical ones? And, like, even myself sometimes will we'll post identical posts, right? Like, you can't, like, be original every single time. But if you're just getting started out and trying to build an audience, like, look for stuff that has not been posted before. You know, whether the templates or, or even original jokes and, you know, insights that you have discovered yourself. And just, you know, put them out on the feed and, and see. And if it's good enough, Twitter will absolutely push it and it will go viral. Dude, you also, but you've also, you post your memes on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, I see you post, you're, you post your memes on LinkedIn and you post, you, you made a TikTok. So yeah. how, are, how are you going to adapt your Twitter memes? Because I remember that you said, uh, we talked about, you want to focus where the attention is. And not that right now it's on Twitter, but people don't know, realize how big they're, how like there's a corporate NFT community on LinkedIn, like huge corporate. How, what's your plan to like adapting to LinkedIn and Twitter or TikTok? I mean. Yeah, I think LinkedIn has a lot of great content on there, but I haven't seen as many memes. You know, I've seen some, um, you know, and I don't see why that platform, you know, would not be a good, you know. It would be hella good for memes. Right. So especially the audience that your memes are attracting on there, right? It's like, think of if it goes viral on LinkedIn and then your your Twitter is plugged, like the quality of followers that you get for networking are great. And that's already happening. Like, you know, it's like I've been wondering where some of these people have been coming from. And it's like, oh. They're coming from LinkedIn because, you know, look, I've had a, the, my best post on LinkedIn has only gotten 100 likes, so it hasn't gotten like super viral yet. But, you know, even like 50 to 60 likes on LinkedIn is still hella impressions for, you know, that audience. So, you know, definitely recommend people do that, especially if you're already making the content anyway. And I also feel like like LinkedIn, the way people communicate with each other is like so straight edge. So when, yeah. like, when, when someone comes in with like that fluidity and like comedy, I think that's a breath of fresh air. I... My thing is I've been posting my video. I don't think I feel another thing is my videos. I think I'm starting to notice on LinkedIn photos do like better. Like when I screenshot something from Twitter Mm -hmm. that I tweet and I post it on LinkedIn, it does better than one of my videos. I guess like 50 to 100 views if that. So I I guess what about your TikTok? What are you going to I saw you start like putting them on TikTok. Are you going to make them in video form? 
TikTok is an interesting one. You know, I was some some people showed me a tweet of mine that somebody had posted on TikTok um, that had gotten like a hundred thousand likes. You know, in this on guy, TikTok. Yeah, and somebody had taken it was that meme that you said you liked the girl and the guy, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and it got it literally banged on there. So I was like, okay, well maybe there's something here. Um, so I haven't really figured out what my strategy for TikTok is going to be. You know, I don't have a lot of experience. You know, I made some for DraftKings. Um, you know, back in the day, but nothing great, right? Like I'm not like a, a TikToker yet. So that's a skill that I'm going to work on and, and try and develop. And maybe some people will want to collab and, and, and help educate me and, and I can help educate them on some memes. Bro, you know, the TikTok you just did where you, you, you should do every one of your, every one of your, uh, I guess, like when you make a tweet, like you should quickly just put, like, put it on your background and be like this and just like zoom it out the, out the way really quickly. I genuinely think if you do that for all your tweets, that would be about, if you do that three times a day, Gary says four times a day, which is fucking mm. asinine. It's criminal. Motherfucker wants us to post four times a day on TikTok. Like, I actually, like, that's why another thing, like, I really want to do, I want to get good at shit posting is because my creating my videos takes me an hour to an hour and a half. I can't do that four times a day. And I also think I'd burn people out. So I kind of, that's why I want to kind of like recopy my tweets so I honestly think, but if you did that, there's no TikTok page, Alan. There's no TikTok page that, I guess, you know how on social media platforms like Instagram, you can blow up on an Instagram page if it's a niche page, like it's specific to dogs, photos of dogs. If your TikTok was like all Twitter memes, I don't think there's a TikTok channel that focuses on Web3 Twitter memes specifically. I'm just saying, I don't think, I'm just saying, I don't think it would be too much hard work. All you do is screenshot it, do this. Yeah, look at this. Is yeah, I have no excuse. I have no excuse at all. Like, especially I'm already making the meme. So it's like, I just need to put them on these different platforms. I've gotten better at consistently doing it on LinkedIn. I've got to get Yeah, you, you do it on LinkedIn. Yeah, I, but, you know, it's just like, you know, I got a master uh, TikTok. Like, you know, I posted that one video a couple of days ago and, you know, I have not put up another one yet. So maybe Dude, it is. It is it, it is ass. It is a little bit. Uh, I feel you on some. But there's like, no excuse, though, fam. There's no excuse at all. Like you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna advise people that. to post, it's like I need to be doing it myself. So no, no I love that. Can call. I'm gonna get one. <laughs> so uh, that's another thing. How many times do you do you think like let's say for an up and coming guy in Web three that's trying to land a big job in Web three or trying to make a name for himself, trying to get start a podcast, and he wants to build a following? How many times a day do you do you, Alan? try and shit post or get some off? Like, do you say I need at least three per day, four per day, or do you just do it randomly? I mean, I definitely try and like get her like time, right? So like in the morning, a few, in the afternoon, a few, in the evening, a few, and to not rush it. Like, you know, I, I delete a lot too. So if I even post 10, probably six are coming down. That's or, really good. Or, you know, so it's, and I don't mind either. Like people like, why are you deleting tweets or like, Oh, I don't want to delete my tweets. It's like, we we've discussed this maybe before, but you know, <laughs> Twitter's your virtual resume. Right. So it's like, if somebody's going to take their time to scroll in your, their feed, like definitely like remove the clutter because you know, you don't want somebody to, to dip because that your, your content isn't ready for them to view. So. And I kind of, I, I also agree with that too. Like I, I love the, what you said about the virtual resume. I think that's how people should treat their Twitter. I want to go back, I guess, to the NFT space and how you talked about the differences in building in both. What, I guess, number one, what differences have you noticed, like, in terms of you work at V3 and the, and the sentiment of these big companies? Like, do you feel like the atmosphere of building is just as strong now as it was back then? Not amongst the traders and degens in the community, but I guess amongst companies and, and 
players moving in? Yeah, I think companies are very excited. You know, I think events like VCon and FTNYC and, and even more that are going to come this year, like show them that there are real people behind, you know, these screens that will show up, right? Thousands will show up to Minnesota. Thousands will show up to New York, you know, to celebrate NFTs and Web3. And, you know, they just also see the writing on the wall of like, you know, look at what the younger generation is doing. The younger generation is playing Fortnite and Roblox and, you know, learning coding and, and you know, just so much more technically advanced than we were. You know, so it's like, you know, you have to see that these people are going to be embracing this new, you know, Web3, even if, you know, you and the older generation have not yet. And, and do you think these people that they're building, like, do you feel like a good way for them to be, I guess, I think that I saw this tweet the other day, and I guess this is what I was getting at, is launching in, in Web3, natively in Web3, is actually becoming a crazy skill. Like, you saw what, uh, they said Liverpool has 100 million fans. Crawley Town, the Wagme United back team, has only 50,000 fans. They both dropped NFTs. Crawley Town made 4.5 mil. Liverpool made 1 mil. And everybody was like, what the hell? How did that even happen? And it's because launching natively through Web3, I guess, it builds better consumer trust, better consumer loyalty. Like, people, like, fuck with the Web3 brand more, I guess. Do you feel like – what do you think on that, number one? Did you have something you want to say? Yeah, just like it's interesting, these corporations. Like, if I was going to launch an NFT project as a corporation, you know, I would, like, be in the community for six months consistently before I even thought about launching a project. You know, because it's just like, you know, at this point in, in the market, it's like, you know, people are so suspect of celebrities and big corporations of doing anything. So did you like, see you what know, Kevin Hart and Bill Murray just did? I did not. I, uh, I heard about Bill Murray. You know, Coinbase is a little interesting, right? Like, they said that they were only going to sell 79. You know, that was, like, an interesting kind of thing that was going Wait, on. Wait, what happened? What happened? Well, they, they, they said something like there's a 1,000 available, um, but only 79 had sold or something like that. And they said, like, oh, we're not all releasing them at the same time. I don't want to, like, misquote whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know if the demand was um, as they projected. Dude, it's crazy to me. And I'm, I'm, I, a lot of these, all these athletes coming in or celebrities flopping. It's like, dude, if you just came in the, like, showed up in some community discords, comment on people's Twitter, engage with people in Web3 for a couple months to the point where people are like, yo, this dude's part of the community. Snoop Dogg's son, Champ, Champ Medici, for example. No, he's a celebrity, Snoop Dogg, but, like, they're integrated in Web3 because they were, like, like where, wasn't he, like, an art collector and talking to artists, like, engaging with them for, like, months then people are like, is that guy like Snoop Dogg or not? Like, in my opinion, if Kevin Hart or Bill Murray just like got into the space and started talking to people, I think they would have built consumer trust. And that's what I was getting at is do you feel like people like coming in the space, do you feel like shit posting is, I guess, a skill that these people coming in the space will want to look for and hire going forward? If I'm Kevin Hart, I don't know why you haven't made an NFT meme or skit anyway. You know, it's like, you know, what do you mean I, by, hold on. What do you mean by that? Well, it's just and like, it's if you're, whatever your skill is, right. Even like Bill Murray, you know, it's like, you're an actor. Like why not film a short skit around NFTs and launch it as like, you know, an original thing to the NFT space that you made for them. Like, I think the problem with the celebrities is like, they show up and it's like, ta-da, it's me. And people are like, we don't care. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, like it kind of has to be like, Hey, like I'm here to like contribute and build with you. Not like just say, Hey, here's my NFT project. You should buy it because I'm so-and-so and then I'll see you later. Right. Like that's the problem is like they launch NFT projects and the community knows they're not here for the long term. They're here for the money. And it's like, you know, where the community has gotten wise to that. And unfortunately, you know, look at Anthony Hopkins. People got to do more what Anthony Hopkins did. Anthony Hopkins. What did, wait, what did Anthony Hopkins do? Cause I was just Anthony thinking about Hopkins him. Anthony Hopkins like, came in 
Anthony Hopkins came in with some clout. You know, he's got the ENS name. You know, he's at, you know, in, in some nice, you know, settings, like talking about browsing on OpenSea, like kind of awesome. Like, wow, like shout out to whoever, you know, was, at, you know, providing Anthony Hopkins some guidance on. Did he know, sell out? Um, I don't know if I, I'm not familiar with it, if he even launched a project or, or what his, you know, if it was a one of one or whatever it was. But I thought it was really, really cool the way that, you know, he kind of came into the, the scene and go figure his content went viral. So maybe there's something there. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. He's making an NFT film. Cool. That's sick. You know, I don't know. It's not like just dropping, you know, like, ta-da, I'm here. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm here to to be here for the long term. I really thought that was cool the way that he uh, entered. So my thing is, I, I'm one thing I'm noticing is I think we're in a weird trans transition period where every single company now knows with the introduction of NFTs into crypto last year, like, okay, we got to fucking hire blockchain people. But I feel like, uh, it's still like, and I'm talking about web two companies, like web two marketing agency, web two creative design agencies. They're starting to realize, okay, everybody's starting to look at blockchain. I guess I'm right now, I'm curious to these people not in our space. Remember we were talking about how we're fortunate to be here recording, creating content, content in the space. I'm curious how number one, uh, people not in the space come in. And for me, I, I, I thought shit posting was a way I, if I was not in the space, like I would create, like, I wouldn't, I don't think creating, like creating an anonymous account and starting to shit post respectfully, respectfully, I think is, is to me, uh, I think that's a cheat code in my opinion. Do you not like, yeah, I mean, you know, I think everybody is a memer for sure, you know, especially I think, well, I think everybody can make memes, right? I don't think everybody has to be a memer and try and grow an account around that. I think everybody should contribute, you know, any way that feels right to them if they feel like making some memes because they enjoy doing it. Um, you know, it feels like the right thing to do. They should. You know, I think this space is growing so big and it will, you know, be all encompassing that regardless of your interest, like you will be able to find some segment that you enjoy. So it's like, I wouldn't try and like, you know, you know, tunnel people into just making memes. Mm -hmm. And I would say whatever your passion is, like there probably is some overlapping element in web three. And I guess as we're, I guess as we go, as time moves on, we're in a bear market right now. Do you really feel like the people building in this market? Like I always ask RSG this, like, and he just says, stay consistent because the people that come out of this bear market will, I guess, hit those runs that certain people did last time around. Do you feel like that's the case here? Like, do you feel like people that keep staying consistent throughout the bear market, like that keep doing these, keep creating content will actually win the bull market if the bull market picks up when it does? Do you think that they'll come out on top? Do you think that they'll catch a wave? I would say definitely everybody who's here now will get that nod of respect for being here. I would say that everybody, no matter what you're doing, you always need to be thinking about working smarter, not harder. Like some people just like focus on, I'm going to work hard and it's like, but what are you actually accomplishing? Right? Like, yeah. just look at the end of the day, like we are in the results business, whether you like it or not. So it's like, you know, you can say you're working hard and look how hard you're working, but like, what are you accomplishing? Right. You know, and some people are not willing to pivot as well. So it's like, you know, that's the tough thing is you see people just like, you know, running a hamster wheel, trying as hard as they can, but they're just not going in the right direction and they're not willing to change. So I think, you know, definitely being here during the bear market, absolutely much respect to you most people have already left so you know I, I salute to you for that make sure that you're working on the right thing and that the space actually needs what you're trying to provide
I want to end this conversation on one thing you touched on, and that's we're in the results business. I guess I want people to kind of get their heads wrapped around that. Um, I feel like there always has to be a fine line between, you know, work and enjoyment. So I never want to mm-hmm. cross that line. Like you, you said it best, like you should be having fun. Like business is competition. Working should be like, you shouldn't work. I always find it curious. Like even a lot of my old, these old people I knew in my life, like they get jobs to, just to get jobs. Like to me, I never got a chance to be like a famous athlete or celebrity when I was younger. So my job is like my team kind of like, that's my mindset. Like I'm not in it to like for a check. I'm in it for the team to build a great product. And I guess for, for me, what, when you say we're in the results business, Alan, I guess whether you want to shit post podcast, how do you, number one, let's start off with this. How do you, how do you tell yourself, how do you know if you're achieving your results? You know, that's a good question. I, I always will probably, you know, lean on the audience, right? And performance, like if your content does well, like, you know, the numbers don't lie. If that's like whatever you're in, you know, or if you're even selling paintings or whatever, but like you said, like, you know, maybe you're here just to have fun and, you know, maybe you're here just to literally for the art and to create art, like that's fine too, you know, but like what I'm here for is to try and, you know, become a, a valuable, you know, memer and, and provide comedy. That and- is not what you said off camera. Well, you know, it's like, <laughs> right, yeah, transparency is key. So what I told, what I told talk too much was I want to be the number one memer in web three, right? That's my goal. So, you know, obviously I, I hold myself to a little bit of a, a different standard in terms of execution results and maybe other people. And it just depends on your ambition. Like I feel lucky enough to be here to where the point where I feel not giving it my all would be disrespectful to whatever force led me here. So. And I have a question. I have a question for you, I guess. How, how do you, number one, how do you stay focused on that goal every day? And how do you keep going? Are there ever days when you feel like, damn, I'm, I'm, do you doubt yourself ever, I guess? Yeah. I mean, imposter syndrome, I think is real, right? Like, what is you know, that? Imposter syndrome is just like, you know, not really understanding like why you're in a certain situation, like doing what you're doing. Like, you know, even if you're like deserve to be there, you know, it's like, you know, even at like V3, sometimes it's like, you know, I'm surrounded by such incredible people. That, you know, it's like, I, I like can't believe that I'm actually here. Like, you know, it's like, do I deserve to be here? <laughs> yeah. and things like that. You know, and, and even like with memes, like, am I funny? You know, I haven't, I, you know, let's say you haven't had a, a viral meme for a, a couple of weeks or something like that. Like maybe I fell off. Like, you know, so it's like. <laughs> do you really feel like that? Just that, do those well, that's thoughts like part of, across your head? Yeah. Part of having the chip on my shoulder and whatnot is like, damn, like, you know, I fell off for a couple of weeks. Like, you know, I got to get some, some content. So it's definitely. How do you, hold on. How do you, how do you combat that though? How do you refocus? Um, you know, I really just try and focus on like something that is, you know, a really high quality meme, you know, so it's like authentically funny, like, you know, just like really trying to focus on the insight, the relatability, you know, like in something that I find funny as well. You know, it's like, I, it's like, you know, I don't want to put something out there that I wouldn't laugh at myself or I think is a, a waste of a, you know, real estate on your feed. So I'm always trying to put something out you're going to enjoy. How? Like when you, when you're on a cold streak, right? Have you, I'm assuming you've hit cold streaks before. Absolutely. Forgive me if you have it. Forgive me if you have not. Let's say you're on a cold streak, right? You're, let's say you're on a cold streak. And you're, you're telling yourself this, I got to get something off. Damn it, Alan, I got to get something off. But it's just not hitting. What do you do? Do you just keep going? Like, do you just kind of get, like, lose yourself in the process? 
So if I'm on a cold streak, I'm going to try different things, right? Like I'm going to like post some videos. I'm going to post like multiple pictures as a meme. Um, I'm going to try and do like, you know, maybe like a, a sideways, like, you know, different, like kind of like abstract, whatever. I'm just going to try like different forms of content to see like what hits. And, you know, because right now it seems like the new meta that the algorithm is pushing are these short videos. Like I think that we're going to see a lot of like short video content come. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? On Twitter? Um, just like, you know, we look at like YouTube shorts, you know, it's like, why did that happen? What TikTok? you know it's like you know vine if people remember vine that used to be a thing like that was like the first domino of like that kind of like short form yeah. content people are enjoying so twitter i think is not going to be immune to that i've already noticed some short form videos like you know under 30 seconds even under 10 seconds you know can really really uh go super viral so and you're talking about just posting um the normal video just the normal oh. video yeah and you know you can even edit them in tiktok and, and post them on twitter as well if you're already creating content on tiktok i recommend that you do that same way that i'm posting twitter on linkedin and tiktok you know cross-platform you know why wouldn't you if you're already making the content so oh, that's interesting all right i'm going to ask you this question if i had to ask uh ask you for a prediction on where you'd be one year from now if we were to have well, this conversation where would you say you'd be uh, one year from now, hopefully mm -hmm. I am as happy as I am today and continuing to enjoy what I do with people that are, you know, a, a blessing to be around because, you know, this situation doesn't seem like it can get much better. So, you know, I, I don't really know what the uh, the future will hold, but I hope it remains pretty constant to the way, way I'm feeling right now. And what do you, and I guess my, I guess I want to ask one more question to piggyback off that. <clears throat> as you develop your meme, your meme abilities and as V3 gets bigger and you get deeper and deeper in the company. What do you hope to use your skill set for to work with these brands, to help people? Like, what do you want specifically once you hit that level and everybody's like, all right, Alan, you're it. You're the best memer in Web3. What, what are you going to go with it, with it after that? I think that, you know, practicing those comedy reps, you know, um, and chops to, to get to the best memer will open other doors. Like, I think it'd be cool to be a writer on like a television show, like Family Guy, or like you know one of those like animated shows Dude, where it's, like they have like an idea room that's like full of brainstorming. I think I'd be great in that kind of situation. You know, I, I'd like to do anything <laughs> and everything. You know, maybe I'd like even to act in a movie. I don't know. You know, it's like I'm down to like really try like different things because you know I just think different doors you know hopefully will open and you know I just want to have different experiences and, and see if I enjoy any of them. You know. But now you're you're locked in on right for right now you're locked in on on growing and and, and growing your platform and being known as for your yeah today abilities. I today I am but imagine like you know this is what I talked about being able to pivot right like imagine tomorrow a, a massive opportunity comes that's not in my wheelhouse am I gonna say no you know it's like even though my goal is to focus on the meme page like maybe I haven't realized what I enjoy yet because look at what I'm doing now, right? Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm so blessed to be doing what I'm doing now. But if you had asked me 18 months ago, you know, what is your dream job? Well, how was I supposed to answer that when I didn't know this existed yet? You know, well, so what would you have said 18 months ago? I mean, dude, I don't even know what I would have said 18 months ago, you know, like, just, you know, something in the sports world, probably like, you know, I didn't really have a, a good idea of what I wanted. You to watch do. sports? Absolutely. I'm a master sports fan. So, you know, I probably would have what loved sports, what sports? What sports? I'm a massive soccer fan. I love Formula One. You know, um, I love American football as well. 
Um, you know, those are my, my big three. In, you know, and I probably would have said my dream job was to work for Manchester United uh, 18 months ago. So I'm a Chelsea fan. That's interesting. Chelsea is a, a, a well-run club. You know, it's like they just sold some, some new owners. You know, I'm, I'm envy, envious of how you guys do business because Manchester United is kind of a joke right now. So. Yeah, but we, we get rid of our players a little bit too quickly, in my opinion. Like, we don't have an attachment to our players. And I think... I think sometimes you need, like, we got rid of some players I can't, like, a little bit too fast over the years, in my opinion. That's why I'm yeah. my only negative on us. I do think Man City's, sorry to get off topic, is running the table. By the way. I love Man City. Man City and Liverpool are, are dangerous teams. Bro, yeah. I do not like Liverpool, but yes, Liverpool's great. Liverpool's fantastic, yeah. Um, so I guess my one thing is, <clears throat> for, for memeing, I do believe, I guess to conclude everything, that memeing, to me, in my opinion, or... Getting yourself, I think even starting in that process, even if you're not necessarily good, I think gets you out of your comfort zone. And I think it gets lets you connect with people in a native Web3 way. And I think one thing I'm noticing on social media is a lot of companies are so rigid with their social media managers. Give your information out, like make sure it's this and the third and very properly worded. I'm starting to realize like people, you said it best, like how do you as a company, How do what's your goal? You want to make sales, right? Well, wouldn't that, the best way to do that would be to connect with people? Wouldn't shit posting, I guess, be a more, even though it's more taboo, in my opinion, it's a more logical way to proceed. And I really believe that. So I'm curious going forward, how companies adapt and view this. Like if you shit post, obviously I'm not talking about you when I say this, because you're pretty good and you're in, you're in web three and you're with V3. But, it, but if, for example, if someone new came in the space and started shit posting and then they applied to jobs and they're like, hell no, we don't want this dude. Like, I'm curious to see like how companies view this and how people transition. You know, I think when companies see, like, I remember that TikTok of the guy on the skateboard at the cranberry juice. I think oh, like yeah. that, that was a great of, TikTok. Oh my God. That was and, great. you know, I think content like that is going to continue to happen. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. saw what happened to cranberry juice sales after that. So I think once companies realize the potential, really, our- are you serious? Cranberry juice sales went through the roof. After Absolutely. That? Fam. Absolutely. That's crazy. Bro. So, you know, it's like even myself, I want to go buy some cranberry juice too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> you know, you just look at the upside of this content. It's like, why wouldn't you put it out? And then I think there's different levels of, of memes, right? Like even now, I'm trying to focus on like organic memes. So it's like, what does that mean? Wait, wait, wait. What is organic organic memes to me are like where you provide the, um, you know, the template and the copy, right? So normally we find the templates on Pinterest or Reddit or they're well circulated. Like, you know, you shoot the template, you are the source of the meme. And then I think the ultimate cloud is to get a, a viral meme that is used by the world that you created the template for. But when you say organic meme, what if I'm watching the Oscars and I find Will Smith gets slapped and I'm the one that does that, that records and puts that out. Is that, is that, would you consider that organic or no? No, no, probably not. Right. Like not something like that, but you know, I don't know, like, you know, that would be open to interpretation. Like for me, it's like, you know, I've used myself as a template. I've used like other things as the template. It's like anything that you yourself have created, like not necessarily recording an event, but that you yourself have, have mm-hmm. like put out in the world, I think is really, really interesting. And I think the algorithm also picks up on that. You know, it's like these organic memes sometimes can do very well. 
So I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious about what you said about that short video thing and how the algorithm likes that. Like, I'm, I want to see if, uh, if Twitter actually goes in that direction. I, mean, I, I had a do. video yesterday that, you know, has like, you know, 30, 40,000 views, you know, it's like at like, you know, thousand <laughs> just like, you know, under, under, you know, 30 seconds. And, you know, I'm really looking at these, these short videos right now and taking them. Very was soon. it a meme? Was it a, did you make it into a meme? Yes, sir. It was a meme. It was actually Booga winning, I think a Fortnite championship. And it was like, oh, like, you know, NFT. <laughs> that was really good. That was really good, though. Hold you on, know, hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. You know, like NFT companies, like, you know, celebrating giving a T-shirt out as utility because, yeah. you know, that the bar is so low. Well, it's just ridiculous. You know, it's like. That it was is so funny, bro. But that is the thing with viral memes is there's always a kernel of truth. <laughs> and the bigger and more relatable that kernel of truth is, the more viral that meme will go. So sure. you sometimes will. Okay, I, I put a shitty meme up. Like, I'm going to send it to you via Twitter in a sec. Um, but I put this shitty meme up, meme up of Russell Wilson. Like, you know Russell Wilson. You're a football Of man. course. Yeah, yeah, So I, I put this shitty meme up. I really, like, I was I put it in the NRN group chat. They're like, Cena, don't post it. It's not funny. I was like, dude, I think it's funny. I'm going to post it. So, like, I really thought I was funny. I was laughing. I chuckled to myself. The whole NRN community didn't like it. As a master, as a master memer. Let me take this out of my DMs. Hold on, because I might share the screen. As a master memer, <laughs> let me get that out of there real quick. Uh, okay. As a master memer, what do you think about this? Rate it. Should I look I'll at that? Yeah. Oh, it's, original. It's, it's original. It's original. It's original. Right, only the guys who work out. Sorry, I'm not into NFT traders. NFT traders. Yeah, it's just, you know. Be honest. Be honest. You can say, Cena, that was straight up dog shit. Look, I think, um, like, relatability, like, how many people are NFL fans? And then how many people that are in NFTs and cryptos are NFL, NFL fans? I mean, we almost have a joke at work that everybody calls a sports ball because nobody is even in the NFL. Um, so, you know, it's like that's, like, the tough thing is, like, you know, finding that, like, avenue of relatability. Um, and then uh, the copy's a little long, too, right? You know, oh, so oh, like, oh, really? It is? Okay. Yeah, like, if I were to do this, you know, I would have been, like, um, this is awesome. This is amazing. You know, this will go. This will go down in history one day. <laughs> Your first you know, I would find this. I'd be. I would. You could have kept kept it. Probably. I only date guys who work out, and then it's like NFT traders. Like they start like going off. I maybe would have used a different template of like somebody doing some intense fucking workout. You know, like you know something like that. But you know, because that's the thing. Relatability is tough. Like you know, th like I would love to make Manchester United memes, but how good would they do? <laughs> you know, so it's like. Yeah, I don't know. So, so when you how my last question, how do I find and I'm probably not, how do I find that relatability aspect? Like, how do I what do you look for? Like the fuck? <laughs> like what do you Bro, do? That's to, like, like the secret sauce, fam. It's like, I don't know, sometimes it just pops into your head and it's like, what what do I experience in my life, you know? Cuz I'm a D-Gen, you're a D-Gen, you know? So it's like, oh, I was like, oh shit, I didn't sleep a lot last night. And I was like, oh fuck. But you, a lot of people didn't sleep a lot last night, you know? And then it was like, oh, that's a meme right there. <laughs> or it's like even marijuana and coffee. Like, you know, it's yeah, like Saturday hilarious. morning, you know, like that, those kind of things. It's like, what do you do as yourself? Like, you know, that you, you know, can like um, capitalize on. And then like, you know, just like browsing the feed as well. Like, what are people talking about? Like, you know, what's those <laughs> like common jokes? So, you know, that's the secret sauce though, man. I wish I could like give a more clear answer to that. But that was, that was funny. I was like, rating. You were just like... <sighs> Ah, all right, here we go. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, this is bad. Okay, so I think that's the one thing I got to work on is is my relatability. Um, I'm gonna mm -hmm. stop this right now. Hold on, don't leave. Do not leave yet because that's to upload for everybody watching.
Peace out. Um, I don't know what to say, but bye. Okay. <laughs>